0: Today's date is January 19th, 2023, and this is episode 55 with Deb. You know her as DJ Shaw 27.
1: Hi, punks.
2: Going to school, huh?
1: Yeah. Why don't you play fish hooky? and come fishing with us. Yeah, boy. They're
3: sure biting. Get thee behind me, Satan! And don't
1: push. Get behind me, Satan! Jesus said, "Get behind me, Satan!" Jesus said, "Get away from me, Satan!" Jesus said, "You don't tempt the Lord thy like God." Get behind me, Satan! Jesus said, "Get behind me, Satan!" Jesus said, "Get away from me, Satan!" Jesus said, "You don't tempt the Lord thy like God." Now Jesus went to the desert, forty nights and forty days. When he got tired and hungry, to his father he would pray. But the devil came to Jesus, said if you want to be fed, why don't you turn these big old worthless stones to bread? And he said, get behind me Satan, Jesus said get behind me Satan, Jesus said get away from me Satan. Jesus said you don't tempt the Lord thy God, get behind me Satan, Jesus said get behind me Satan, Jesus said get away from me Satan, Jesus said you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil keeps to Jesus through the of up on top. And he said, if you are the son of God, you fall for this. For the scripture says that angels will slow your falling down. And they'll gently put your feet back on the ground. Said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, You don't tempt the Lord thy like God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy like God. Ooh. Then the devil came to Jesus to a mountain top to show all the cities and the nations and the kingdoms here below. And the devil came to Jesus, you can have all that you see if you will just bow down and worship me. Get behind me Satan Jesus said get behind me Satan Jesus said get away from me Satan Jesus said you don't tempt the Lord like God Get behind me Satan Jesus said get behind me Satan Jesus said get away from me Satan Jesus said He said don't tempt the God.
0: Hello and welcome everyone. This is an official Godcast. Thank God it's Friday. We made it. We made it through the week. The weekend's here. Ah, oh, feels nice. I'm Ron Johnson. I'm here with Mary Cameron. And tonight, giving her testimony, our very special guest from my home state of Michigan. (laughs) I'm loving it. Deb, aka DJ Shaw 27, for all you B-Dads out there listening. And uh, let's start out, let's say hello to Mary. Mary, hello, how are you?
3: I am good. How are you?
0: So far, so good.
3: Yeah, neither one of us gotten in any accidents this week. So we're good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did did I tell you Mike totaled out our work truck last week?
3: No way. Did really? I tell you that? Yeah. No. Out, in, out
0: in Grand Rapids we had a big snowstorm snow snowstorm. Snow I uh, we've had many of them last week, but and one of those late last week. Yeah, somebody went up pulled in front of him and you know he couldn't stop in time because of because of the snow. So
1: wow. Yeah, That's totaling out vehicles Michigan it's a little road.
0: contagious in this weather.
3: <laughs> I guess. Yeah. No, I haven't had any of that here. We actually haven't hardly had, well, we actually haven't had snow. We got like a trace one day, like a few weeks ago. So, and now we're going to be, we've been in a cold snap and now we're headed towards, uh, upper twenties, thirties here on the weekend. So people will be wearing shorts.
0: You've had single digits. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's how we, how we do it here.
0: (laughs) That's typical, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Any 20 degree, uh, temperature swing and then we're, we're in shorts.
0: <laughs> shorts sounds nice. I've heard a lot of people already talking about, I can't wait for summer already. Yeah. I don't, I mean, we're, we're, we're not even really halfway through January yet. Are we, are we halfway through? I guess we are. We're halfway through. Yeah. So.
3: Yeah.
0: We well, so still got a lot of winter so left. so bad. We've just begun. We've just begun. We got all of February left.
3: Oh, come on. Um,
0: Let's just, you know, be March and April, the furnaces are still running. So, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't really even count until June. I know we got a long way to go. Buckle in. Buckle in peoples. Yes. Uh next week. What's going on next week, Mary?
3: Uh, next week we have Marie Kiesling and she's a personal friend of mine from here in Minnesota. And she's been a close friend for, um, several years i think we're going on oh well we went to church together for many years but then we started to get close in a women's group about 2009 so it's been almost um 20 years i guess so and we've been prayer partners and uh we've battled a lot in the spiritual warfare uh, space and she's an author and a speaker Mm -hmm. and so i'm really excited to have her join us next week very exciting and then david gribble we uh scheduled him from the fifth he was sick during that time so we rescheduled him for uh february 2nd so okay and after that we got some things cooking in the works we're not ready to announce yet but
0: but nobody's scheduled after that
3: yeah not yet oh
0: hear that listeners Intent? you better
3: hurry up though because it might fill up fast
0: yeah yeah if you'd like to give your testimony please get in touch with us at this is an official godcast at gmail.com you can find us on telegram hey we're you know we're on facebook and X. Yeah. do you get much face do you get much feedback on facebook you mean from people
3: like commenting yeah. and that kind Any, of thing, anything or at from all facebook itself
0: anything at all i mean what what do you what do you get on facebook thumbs up well there's a lot of shares um, reactions or, yeah
3: and and things but um and there have been a few comments but people um there is a way that you can see how many interactions you've had and it's it's pretty steady so
0: okay yeah i've well, i've noticed on x it, it doesn't seem like anyone sees anything that i post and i was speaking with someone about that i can't remember if it was Miss Nikki, or if it was Punky, but it was one of them, too. And they had told me that they they looked it up and they checked, and and the Godcast had been ghost banned on X,
4: which I thought was
0: odd. You know, it's like, uh, I think it's like the the people, if you're public, which I am, uh, we are, uh, that everyone should be able to see you, but um, no one sees except for the people that have um, followed it which there's not many oh. people that followed it because we just got on X. But even the people that are following it, it seems like only maybe a quarter of those are actually seeing the posts. Oh. And so I was just, you know, I, I'm baffled at the social media stuff. Um
3: Well, I guess you're over the target, huh? <laughs> <Is that what? laughs>
0: Well, so yeah. so for anyone listening, if you're if you know us or on Facebook or X and you're following us, um, please uh, please sh- share a post if you see it. Share it, and uh, you know, do us a do us a solid there. Let's see if we can get a little bit more of the gospel out there. Yeah, share some more Jesus. Um, it's amazing. This has got uh, we're just over a year and we've got twenty thousand downloads, which I know, granted, isn't A lot in comparison but um that's 20,000 people that got to hear about Jesus (laughs) yeah and that's awesome Um,
3: even if that's all we did was share Jesus that's that's all right
0: I'm okay with that me too I'm okay with that um so we welcome our next our guest yes I don't want her to fall asleep on us or anything we don't want to lose her I feel like we've been ignoring her. Deb, welcome to the Godcast. How are you doing?
4: I'm good, how are you doing?
0: Fantastic, wonderful.
4: Good to see you.
0: It's great to see you. We we had a great pre-show. We were were laughing, we were crying. We went through how many different emotions? Mary had the prayer jar out. Things were getting crazy.
3: I'm not gonna forget it this week.
0: Okay. It's right here. All right. So, Deb, you're in Michigan um, through Small Talk and we found out that you work in a town I used to live in that I had moved here from, actually, which is wild. It's like small world. Every yeah.
3: Michigan guest has a connection to Ron. It's seven degrees of separation from Ron. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. you. We, we better slow down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my.
3: That's
5: really I, cool, though.
0: Didn't I tell you, Deb? Mary's a real talent here. Did you hear that? I mean,
3: yeah, uh, she's on the ball. I'm a goofball. I'm a goofball. That's what I am <laughs> on the ball, a goofball, but not on the earth because that's on a ball. <laughs>
0: okay, um, Deb, we're going to get into your testimony, but before we do, uh, we're going to say a prayer and, um, Hey, if, if if anyone that's ever listening in our live chat Would ever like to pray just, just call in anytime If you guys are You know how the Lord tickles you So if you ever feel that Just go ahead and call And then You know we do salvation in our show So The call lines are always open for salvation I just want to double check And yes they are So Don't be shy Don't be bashful If that's why you're here Give us a call And Um for those that are listening please let's uh let's go to the father in prayer and then we'll get into your testimony Good. okay dear heavenly father thank you lord for another wonderful day above ground thank you for tonight thank you for the god cast for this work thank you for everyone who's joined us and listening and uh boy i got a grateful heart tonight i feel like i could thank you for the next two hours lord uh, I'm just so grateful and so blessed, and it is this and so many other reasons, why you alone are worthy of all our praise and all of, our, all of the glory belongs to you, Father. And we thank you for this beautiful testimony we have here tonight in Deb. I pray that this testimony will encourage us all. I know it will. Um, I pray that it does work in unbelievers' hearts. And if there are any listening tonight, um, I I pray that it draws them closer to Jesus. Thank you for your son. Thank you for our salvation through him. And it is in his name, our Savior, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen.
3: Amen. Thank you, Ron.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Deb, you don't look very nervous. I thought you'd be more nervous.
4: Oh, I'm, I'm catching my breath. <laughs> I'm just nervous. kidding with
0: you. Cause I saw you catching your breath. <laughs> so, Did you hear the heavy sigh? <laughs> yeah, I figured a good laugh would probably help. Um, you know, it's just me, you and Mary here. It's just the three of us having yeah. a conversation. The cool thing is nobody can see us. So um, if that makes it easier. And uh, I won't stare at you when you're talking either. I'll stare at Mary. So
3: <laughs>
4: I'll probably be staring at and the chat.
0: If if uh do you mind if we interrupt you if we if we have questions? And we always ask no. this. Okay.
4: Yeah, no, that's fine. Okay. And yeah.
0: for for anyone that's listening, if you guys have any questions for Dab, um I know y'all love her and know her. If you have any questions, feel free to tag myself or tag Mary, and we'll be sure to get a question as as uh, easily as we can. And, uh, prayer requests, if you have any prayer requests, please tag Mary throughout. And, um, okay. I think that's good. All right, Deb, we're going to hand the floor over to you. Floor is yours.
4: All right. Well, first of all, I want to, um, just make it known that this family here has Brought me so much joy and just changed my life and has have blessed me beyond measure. And I just want you all to know how much I love you. And I'm already gonna cry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we love you too. Tears are a good thing.
4: Yeah. Um, so I was born in 64. The middle child. Um, my brother was four years older than me and my sister's three years younger. And um, we lived in in Saginaw for my elementary years. And um, I didn't know anything as far as uh, we didn't have a, we weren't a church family. Um, the most that we heard about God was um, my mom using it, his name in vain, or we would once in a while, um, say blessing over our food. And um, the the now I lay me down to sleep prayer, that was all I, ha- I knew of God. I don't think I ever heard the word, the name of Jesus when I was little. Until I started riding the joy bus, um, I think I was in third grade. My sister would have been in kindergarten. I was in third grade, and a friend of my mom's came over and asked if she could take us um, to church with her. So um we rode the and joy bus for a couple months in the summer,
3: so that was called a joy bus.
4: yeah, that's, that's awesome.
0: yeah, I like <laughs> the that. joy bus,
4: yeah, every okay. town needs one, and it was a school bus, and we would um sing songs and clap our hands. And you know, if you got joy, 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 joy down in that song. (laughs) So yeah, that's the one that sticks in my mind. So when we got to the church, um, I did I remember the teacher was so nice. And it was all the little felt people on the felt board and it was Noah's Ark. And so that was my, my church. I don't think I ever went to to church in my teen years, or every, anywhere between when I lived in Saginaw to when I moved out to um, to Bertrand, a small town, probably about an hour, well, half an hour or so away from Saginaw. But um, in Saginaw, we had we just m- my dad was. Uh, a critter guy, so he would bring home all kinds of critters. He brought us home ducks, and we had pigeons, and we had horses. And we couldn't keep the horses at our house, of course, so we kept them at the Centennial Farm down the road. But um, my brother raced motorcycles, and I wanted to race motorcycles, but my mom wouldn't let me. So she bought—they bought us a pony. So I—I I can't figure that one out still to this day. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot less dangerous. Good
0: thinking. Right. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I don't know how many times I got barnstormed on my pony. Wow! but um, anyways. uh, So those were the, the really cool, joyful parts of my childhood. My mom and dad's marriage, on the other hand, was the other end of the spectrum. My mom, I will explain her as a volcano that could erupt at any time just never knew when that was going to happen and my dad i compare him to um and you'll see why later in the story because my dad is uh he's a good man and loved us unconditionally would tell us he loved us my mom i don't think ever spoke those words to us um Maybe if we said it first, she would say it back. But my dad was always, he just loved us, would teach us things. And so I compare my dad to a field of golden wheat, blown in the wind in music. It's awesome. really cool. And he's not rap tight as we like to say, cause he's just a goofball and he makes us laugh and he just teaches this thing taught me how to whistle and how to change my oil and attire and he's just he was just a he's a great dad and um but my mom was so violent to him i remember her uh, we didn't know if if we were going to eat dinner or wear it she was just she was just so mean and I remember taking my little sister and we would hide in the closet my mom and dad's our house was really small so we shared a closet with my mom and dad their door was on one end of the closet ours was on the other and um so i would take my little sister in the closet when my mom and dad would be arguing and i remember praying in the closet with my sister i was just um i was protecting her i thought you know keeping her from from seeing anything or maybe shut out this screaming, but um, I remember crawling out of the closet. It was dark in there and we'd crawl out of the closet and just snuggle up in bed and fall asleep. And the next day it was like nothing nothing happened. But that that's probably one of the main things I remember because it was so often that my mom would just explode. So um, we just we we were always on eggshells around her. We were just tiptoeing and never knew when if we would make her mad. She was the type that would swat you with every syllable. And um, it was just it was just awful. I knew when I grew up I didn't want to be her. was just not a very very nice person so anyways in 75 we moved to um we moved to birch run and now we got to got to keep my horses in my yard and um I would I they were my piece I would sleep in the barn with them I would walk them on their lead I would lay down while they're munching grass by my ear um it it was just that that was my peace and me and my dad would saddle up the horses and we would go riding and we would ride all day and um still there was no 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 church no god no mention of any of that but I always looked at the, na- the nature and I knew that God created it. I just knew that I knew that and never fell for any of the evolution stuff. I knew God created everything that we see, you know? And so even though I didn't know he was there, I knew he was there. He was always, he was always, um, he was always with me. Even though I didn't know him,
0: and you're when you're saying that you're holding your chest. So it, it makes me feel like do you, Do you feel? Did you feel him? It's like did you feel him?
4: Yeah, I think so. My, yeah. my in my heart, you know, it's like I just knew he was there. I just yeah yeah.
0: Okay, I could see it. I could yeah. see it. I just I, wanted to hear you say it. Bottom,
4: feel <laughs> him now, you know. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's it's pretty beautiful. But um I thought maybe our life would change and we would be a little more free from all of the crazy mom stuff. Moving out to the country and being a little being able to just run into the woods or whatever, but still you never knew when food was going to fly or an argument was going to just erupt. And um, my brother, his bedroom was right off the kitchen. And he used to date the noodles when the noodles would fly and stick on his wall. He just put the date on there. I mean, we had to do something to make us laugh or whatever, you know. But um, she was still really, really violent with my dad. And I look at him because he stayed he stayed he never he could have left a hundred times but he stayed mm-hmm. and i admire him for that cuz he mm-hmm. was it just shows what a good man my dad my dad is um one time in particular sticks out to me when i finally got the courage to tell my mom that she couldn't do that to my dad anymore, but she she kicked him so hard that he wet himself. And, And I screamed at the top of my lungs at her. I just screamed at her and told her she wasn't allowed to do that to my dad anymore. She was done. I was done with that.
0: That's gotta be a hard thing to see as a child.
4: I was so angry at her. And it was like a switch went off in me. I I loved my mom because she was my mom, but I think with that one, it just made me, um, it actually made me hate her. And I didn't never want to hate my mom. I never wanted to hate my mom, but I did. I carried that with me. I was just so angry at her for doing that to my dad. He did everything for us and she just, she was so mean, but I think, you know, they had a dynamic between them that I don't know what went on between them for that rage to be there. My dad drank, he was a drinker and, but he was never violent. He was never mean, never said anything to me or my brothers and brother and sister at the time. I, I just don't recall him ever being a violent person. So I don't know what made her so angry towards him. But um, the whole time growing up, my mom didn't work, and in '78 she got a job at the local drugstore, and um, and then she got a job at the truck stop in '79, '78, '79. So I don't remember if she's working both places or just one at a time, but. <coughs> Anyways, uh my brother graduated in 79 and she had an I, she she had a plan now that I I realize this now in my life but she sold our horses, sold our goats, sold our saddles, sold everything um and it was like probably 4 days after my 16th birthday, mom left no no nothing didn't tell us she was just gone one day i didn't know if she was dead i didn't know if she was alive I, we had no idea where she was and that was scary i'm trying to you know tell my little sister it's going to be okay you know we'll find mom and and she just she didn't call for probably to me, it seemed like a year, but it was probably about three to six months later, she finally called and said she was in Texas. So she met some truck driver and went to Texas. And I asked her if she was coming home, and she said no. And the next thing you know, she calls us from Alaska. My grandpa and grandma lived up there, and... um so my brother my brother went to see her and he didn't intend on staying he just went to um he went to visit and um he ended up staying there and in the meantime um me and my sister are here i'm taking care of my sister my dad works he's now fallen just he's completely drunk all the time. So now I'm feeling like I got to take care of my dad and I took him to the hospital one time because he couldn't get up out of the backyard and and bring himself into the house. I thought he was gonna die. So I'm get him in the car and I take him to the hospital and we get home and um, he continues to drink and he's not home much at all. So in the meantime, um, there was that time span between my mom being gone and, and us kids being home and my dad doing his thing. And so we had parties. We would tell two people and 200 people would show up at our house and we would just have parties. And now I'm smoking pot and I'm drinking beer and I'm, you know, 16 years old and my sister is, is 12 and she's partying right along with us we had no guidance whatsoever so when my brother moved to alaska i'm now taking care of my sister and taking care of dad and you know i'm in in school i'm just i'm i'm lost i started skipping school i started smoking pot a lot I never did anything other than smoke pot and drink beer, but mainly I would smoke pot. And uh, my friends, um, one of them was Pentecostal and another friend of mine was Catholic. And so I would go to church with them every once in a while. And so there was God again, a little flash in my life, you know, and i still didn't know who he was didn't know jesus um i felt like a, a feral cat just no guidance no rules no nothing just taking care of my little sister best i can Losing all of the laundry at the laundromat—boy, was my dad ever mad about that one! <laughs> like, I don't know where the towels are. <laughs> what happened to the towels? I don't know. So, anyways, um, so my mom and my brother are now in Alaska, and in in April of eighty-one, my dad. And I call her my mama because she is my mama. I love my mama so much. My dad married her in 81, April of 81. She had two baby boys and her Bobby Joe who died two years ago was nine. And I remember taking my my little brothers and sisters to sister to get ice cream, and but I felt like um, I felt like I wasn't wanted anymore because Dad had a new family now. So when Mom called to ask if we wanted to come and visit, um, that was in May of 81. So our friend Joe, which was my brother's friend, my sister and I in May of 81 went to Alaska and I intended to stay just for a couple of months, just through the summer just to visit and come back. Well, I didn't do that. I stayed for almost 10 years. Wow. And then that whole time I seen my dad twice. Shame on me.
3: Did he remain married?
4: Yeah, they're still yeah. married today. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and um, I kept in touch with them, but I just didn't get to see them very often. I had my my head on myself, I guess, <laughs> but um. So when we moved up there in 81, I had, again, my mom knew just what to do. She was a master manipulator as well as a volcano. Uh, She didn't make me go back to school. I dropped out in the 11th grade. Did a lot of drugs. Um, We found somebody who would sell us pot and, Um, then we got into other things like we would do, um, acid and that kind of stuff. But, you know, I'm 16 well, I would just turn 17 at that time. But, and my sister was, um, 14, 13. She's just a baby, you know, and we're carrying her, dragging her all around in the middle of the night. In Alaska, it doesn't get dark. We were out all night partying all night long. You know, we had no, no rules. It it was stupid, but that's what we did. And I I really don't know how we survived some of the things that we, we did other than God had his hand on on us. That's the only answer to what the things we did. That's the only thing that protected us was God's hand on us. You know,
3: where was your mom in all this during this time when you were there for the 10 years? Were you living, you were living with her probably, but so where was she in that? Was she as absent with you at this Um, period as she was when you were younger?
4: yeah she she was um a, a little more a little more present um i lived with her and my stepdad um and we all of us kids my brother his girlfriend my sister me joe my mom and and my stepdad all lived in a trailer and um but yeah, she she was there, but she wasn't because she didn't make us do anything. We didn't. I, I got a job at McDonald's, four o'clock in the morning. I'm hitchhiking to McDonald's and going to work, and um, I worked those hours so that I could come home and party. And uh, but no, she didn't. She didn't lay down any rules, nothing like that. And I think she did that on purpose because she knew that I'd stay. Well, my sister ended up. Oh, in the meantime. We're playing music. I got a bass. My brother had a guitar. Joe played guitar. So now we're forming a little band and we're going to be rock stars. And um, so, in the meantime, my sister moved back to Michigan. And it ripped my heart out because my sister is my best friend. And when she left it was like she took a piece of me with her and and then joe left and went to colorado and i didn't know but my mom told joe that he better leave and he better not ever come back to alaska what he did i have no idea i don't know why this is your brother's friend yeah. And I just found this out not too long ago because I seen Joe. He lives here in Michigan now, too. But um, he's like, well, she told me I had to leave and I better not ever come back or she'd kill me. And I was like, what? And so Joe moved to Colorado and I was so angry. I felt abandoned again. I felt like people were just leaving me, you know, so I thought, well, I'm going to leave. So i told joe i said i'm gonna i'll be coming to colorado so i moved to colorado when i was 17. and um the intention was that we were going to form a band and be rock stars still yeah as you can see, I'm not famous. <laughs> famous. Sure
0: you are, you're on the godcast. You're you're, you're, God's <laughs> you're favorite. You're dog broadcasting dog. worldwide right now, live.
4: That's right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So moved to Colorado, and um, when I got there, Joe, he his sister was there, and he just got a he just rented a house and his girlfriend. Um, Sandy, she would stay there once in a while at the house. And so it was Joe, Sandy and me. And um, again, we smoked a lot of pot. I didn't do really, I didn't do any drugs or anything there other than smoke pot. I didn't I didn't really even drink much at all. Um, I kind of grew out of that pretty early on in my life. By 19, I wasn't doing anything. I, I just, I'd had it. I didn't, I just didn't, I don't have an addictive personality. I can take it or leave it. And so I was like, yeah, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. So that was good. But um, when I lived in Colorado though, I, it, we moved out of the house after a while and uh, we moved to a hotel or a, to a, an apartment in the middle of Denver, Denver, um, to a, this big, huge apartment complex and um i had to i got a job it was at a car wash and to me it was a million miles away in my mind but it could have been just you know an hour down the road i don't know anyways i hitchhiked to work every day 17 year old girl in the middle of denver with my thumb out getting in the car with anybody going to work so when I get to work, it was like, just like you see in the movies, it was this sweat box car wash room with 50 people in it. And you're lucky if your number got called to detail a car to make five bucks. Oh, yeah. So that's what I did. And and I, I didn't have enough money to buy food. Um, Joe barely made enough money. I couldn't even tell you where he worked. I think he was a mechanic. I'm not sure. But um, we didn't have any money. We had enough to pay rent a little bit for food so when i would get a break at work i'd go next door to burger king and get those pull tabs and hope that i'd win a fry or a burger or something yep yeah you know
5: yeah
4: and when we would go to the grocery store joe would buy Kool-Aid because it was really cheap and we would put bologna in this pocket butter in this pocket salt in this pocket popcorn over here so we survived on popcorn sometimes we had butter sometimes we didn't we -hmm. drank kool-aid we didn't have sugar i don't know why we did that but we did you know it was it was hard knocks and i wouldn't change it for the world i probably wouldn't steal if i knew better in my mind but (laughs) um yeah but it, it taught me um to be tough it gave me character and it made me realize i can take care of myself i can do i can do this Mm
5: -hmm.
4: but i couldn't i couldn't do it unless god was watching over me because i tell you i was in some bad situations that i don't i don't know how i i don't know how i survived i was in a truck with a man who wanted me to for a ride he wanted me to do things that i never done and never would have with this person. And I was like, how am I gonna get out of this? So I took my high heel off thinking I'm gonna walk him in the head if he tries anything.
3: Yeah.
4: You know, and just stupid stuff like that. But God had, he had me. And I didn't even know it, Mm -hmm. still didn't even know it. (laughs) It reminds me of that, Um, footprints in the sand. Mm -hmm. You
3: know. Yeah. He was with you the whole time.
4: He was he was carrying me. He he was taking me along and teaching me things about him that I didn't even know that I would know until now. Yeah. So after I don't know, I think I lived in Colorado for about I'll say six months or so I moved there in, it was cold. It was like January and I moved back to Alaska. I believe it was in May. Here goes that May thing again. So now I'm back in Alaska. My sister's back. That's what made me want to go back to Alaska because now my sister moved back. And um, she continued to go to school. Mom, for some reason, wouldn't let her drop out, but, um, She let me, I don't, I don't know what the reason for that is, but so I moved back to Alaska and I start getting into uh, partying again and I got a pretty good job at a drug sundries warehouse. We were the only one that supplied all the medical stuff for the state. I loved my job. And um, I loved to party too. And I met this boy, his name, I'm not gonna say his name. But anyway, I met, I met this boy, and I thought he really, really loved me, you know, and And I got pregnant, I've never said this out loud to anyone. It's okay, girl. I just told my kids this because if they heard this, I wanted them to be the first to know. But um, my mom, Being the master manipulator she was made me get an abortion. (laughs) And that was the worst day of my life. I remember I didn't really even know what was going on. When I got into the room and I remember screaming at the top of my lungs. And they said, Why did you scream? And I just wanted to punch that lady right in the head. I said, Why wouldn't I scream?
3: they are not very kind there, are they?
4: And I I moved out of my mom's house after that into an apartment. And I started doing drugs, cocaine and smoked a lot of pot. I was drinking. And I remember a dream I had and I woke up And the dream was an angel was holding my baby that I boarded. And I don't know, was it God telling me that it was okay? I'm so sorry. I'm still so sorry for that all these years later I still think about it and it breaks my heart and I'm sorry Lord <laughs> I'm so sorry he forgives you
5: Yeah. <clears throat>
0: he forgives you
3: Deb I'm just gonna lift you up right now in in prayer just for a second Lord I just lift up Deb right now and Lord you know she knows that you're holding her heart right now this very moment and that you are the forgiver you are for restoration you are for healing so Lord I'm just I'm so thankful that you have given Deb the courage to speak speak out these things today. and it takes courage and boldness and you're forgiven, Deb. and you I know you know that, even in your heart yeah. you know that. Thank you and the Lord, he weeps with you too. but Lord also just reassure her even more right now, even in this very moment that she is loved and her baby is even more loved and is with with the father right now. And she'll get to see that baby. And give her strength and courage to just continue on to tell your story, Lord. You know,
4: he's the glory in my story. Yes, yes. He is. He is. I don't know how I would have lived without him being there in the midst. Yes. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I'm sorry for being so emotional.
3: Oh, don't be sorry. You know, tears are are a gift of mercy. And really when the Holy Spirit comes over you and you and you are crying for, you know, lots of reasons, but when the Holy Spirit is in that and He is in this right now, it's a gift of mercy because what it does actually it, it changes the atmosphere. The spiritual atmosphere has been changed right now. And people are more easily able to lower their guard and become vulnerable to and to open up and yeah. people, other people don't feel as alone, I can tell you right now, I know for a fact there are people listening tonight that can relate 100% to what you're talking about.
2: Yeah.
3: So just know that, that it's okay. Thank he's you. Car- he's carrying you right now
2: he is.
4: <laughs> yes. <can> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Just continue. I'll let you continue. So,
4: after, um, after that transpired, I moved out and um, I'm still working at the drug sundries company. And um, I met my first husband there. First, that's a giveaway. I've been married more than once. Um, and uh I was 19 and he was 29. He didn't look 29. I thought he was about 22, 23. But he was a bit older than me. And um, so we got married in 1984. And um we got along really good. He, he made me laugh. He was just he was always so fun. And um, he loved racing motorcycles. We had a lot in common, and because I was a motorcycle kid, you know, and um, loved motocross and um, flat track and all that kind of stuff. Never had road bikes or anything like did when I was a kid. But, um. Anyways, um, so we got married, and our, quite a bit of difference in our ages and i think that played a factor in one factor in why our marriage really didn't work i was so naive when i was younger i was just like i i I mean i'd like to think that i was pretty innocent because um i just didn't know a lot you know i didn't i knew how to party but i didn't know a lot about life i didn't know life things because i was never really taught a lot about life things, you know, um, I kind of had to learn it on my own in a way. Once mom left, it seemed like I had to grow up pretty quick, take care of my sister and, and things like that. But anyway, so Scott and I were married and, um, he had a, it, on the night we got married, he wanted me to do cocaine with him. And I'm like, what? No, I, I quit doing I quit drinking, I quit smoking pot. I didn't I didn't want anything to do with anything like that. And so he spent the whole our whole wedding night just getting high. And I was like, "What? whatever, you know, you do your thing, and I'll just watch television or whatever. And So He was quite a partier. I didn't know, but he had a porn addiction. I found this out later. Um, He had a couple of affairs, and I stayed because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. So I stuck around, and... um, One night I followed him after he got out of the bar, I followed him and he ended up at a lady's house and I waited for him to come out and I told him that we're done. So we separated and time went on and we ended up getting back together and I said, if we're going to stay together, we're going to move. So we moved to california with the pit stop in washington so in washington i um went to the bookstore and i bought my first bible i don't know what led me to do that it was just god um so i just i started going to church and um I noticed that I was having a change in my heart. Uh, I was getting to know God. I was, you know, becoming a part of a church family and it seems like as soon as I got comfortable, we moved to California.
3: You're making a whole big map of the United States.
4: I know. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I was just thinking you're like Johnny Cash. You've been everywhere, man. (laughs) (laughs)
4: we did drive out of alaska too by the way so it took us three days to get through canada oh wow Wow. but um so now i'm in california and um i i got a pretty good job right away and um that that job well wasn't it it was a good job i was it was just kind of a stepping stone job. Um, it got me to know this the, the area because i was I was delivering snack boxes. Actually, what I wanted to do was move to um, a town called Elk Grove and work for Hearts Mountain Supply. They told me if I ever come down there that I got a job. So I applied there and then they wouldn't hire me. What? So now I'm working at this this uh, delivering snack boxes to places, and I found my job that i worked the whole time i was in california through that job so it was a blessing just to to be able to do that but um so now i'm getting my 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 feet solid on the ground there i got a good job and i come home and and my husband's not home it's late And so I knew this place that he went, it was a bar and I went to the bar and I caught him cheating again. So I left, I I couldn't stay anymore. I I had had enough and you know, if you don't love me, that's okay. Just tell me, you know, that's okay. You know you'll yeah. be good I'll be good just tell me don't lie to me you know and it broke my heart so I I I walked away he I left everything I left my guitars I left except one guitar um I left everything except the clothes on my back and my guitar that my grandpa gave me when I lived in Alaska That's what I started out with and um I rented a house and I built a life from there. I didn't go to church or anything, but I had, I I prayed all the time. I just didn't have a a church to go to a church family. Mm -hmm. But, um, I really got into my health. I jogged five miles a day, um, worked out all the time. I ate healthy. I became who I thought I was supposed to be. You know, I was trying to work on me. And in the midst of it, I was um trying to get a relationship with with God and keep that going. That was a focus of mine. Um my ultimate goal was to um work at the aquarium in Monterey Bay. I got certified to scuba dive. I love critters um and I just couldn't wait to get in the water with them. So um i got to scuba dive for a while which was really cool and then my dad got sick so i came back to michigan he had a few heart attacks and i'm like i'm not going to miss the rest of my dad's life i'm not going to miss that so i came home in 1994 and um i i got a really good job when i got back here i worked for a landfill and um I got to acquainted with my old friends, and we would go out to the bar every once in a while. But I just wasn't into partying. Um, was focused on my job, and uh, still no church. Um, but I'm getting more acquainted with God. I i know—I know who He is. I know He's good for me. You know, He's—he's there. He's—he's he's there, and He's getting more visible to me. So I'm working my job, and um I was like, wow, I want to do that. So I, I told my boss, I was like, hey, I want to be out in the landfill, I want to crush the trash, I wanna learn how to run the operate all the equipment. So I'm digging ditches and I'm building roads, and I had a great job. They paid me so well, and I was starting to live a good life. I'm taking care of myself and And taking, you know, I'm visiting my, my parents and, and life is, life is getting better and better. And, um, I met my old high school sweetheart and we started seeing each other and, um, he had a son with somebody else and this son was his life. And I, I thought that was just awesome. And so we started building a life together we're not married but um we thought we could do this forever and i ended up getting pregnant and i was so happy but he wasn't so happy and he just one day he told me he didn't want the baby and I was like, what are you talking about? And he wanted me to get an abortion and I told him I wouldn't. So he started pushing me around and he punched me in my stomach. And I lost the baby at four months.
3: So sorry.
4: So he um he was just to he was never loved i don't think he knew how to love and so we spent a lot of we spent a lot of time i, I never i i forgave him for that i stayed with him and after a while, we did break up and I moved away from the town that I was in closer to my dad and mom and um, after a while, Steve came back into my life. We had dinner and ended up getting back together and he moved in with me. So in the meantime, now, my mom in Alaska has now moved down to the States. She has been married. I think she was married like six times. So she went through husband after husband after husband. And now she's in back down in living in Illinois. And I'm with Steve. And so we decided, Steve and I decided we would get married in 98. So we got married and. Well, while him and I were broken up, I listened to Family Life Radio, and I don't know if you're familiar with that. Um, I think it's we have a something
3: similar. Yeah,
4: yeah. But they did the Salvation Prayer, and I gave my heart to Jesus in my pickup truck on the way to work.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Praise God!
4: Yeah, and I, I listened to that. It was. It's a marriage counseling. It's a how to be a parent counseling, and. And um yeah, that was pretty cool. It just me and my pickup truck and Jesus and it was it was amazing, <laughs> you know. So I started really focusing on Jesus and Steve wouldn't he just didn't want anything to do with him, but um I wanted to have a baby and I I, in my mind I thought if I have a baby that'll make him love me that will that will give me forgiveness for doing what I did maybe God will forgive me and so much time went by and went by it seemed to me like you know a year but it wasn't it was just months we got married in June and in January I was driving home and I was shaking my fist and I was screaming at God. I was so mad at him because I couldn't get pregnant. I wasn't getting pregnant. I wanted a baby. Why do you hate me? God? I just, I was angry. I was so mad. And um, in February, I was pregnant with my first daughter and it was picture perfect pregnancy. I had her on my due date. It was beautiful. It just, it was such a blessing. And I'm forever thankful for my baby, (laughs) my Haylin. And, um,
3: Is that who I met in Kentucky?
4: No, that was my youngest. You met Bonnie. Okay. Yeah. But, um, that changed, that changed my life. 100 percent i started going to church um i didn't have her baptized but i my dad my dad dedicated her to the lord and that was a that's pretty cool too because in the meantime between all of that going on my mom and dad got saved they were quite the drinkers and they got saved they came to know the lord and now they're going to church with me it was like a family affair (laughs) it was so awesome it was just beautiful and um so i was really focused on on changing my life and putting God first in my life. And, um, and Steve, he was pretty abusive still, uh, emotional, physical, everything, but I stayed,
3: is
5: this I a, guess uh,
4: that's what I knew.
3: Is this the, uh, is Steve, the one when you had the baby at form or you had the miscarriage at four months. Okay.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So we're still married and, um, so i'm i get pregnant again with my middle daughter and um i'm working he's not working i'm paying all the bills and i come home from work one day and and halen was sick and um i asked him if he would just please be quiet he's slamming pots and pans around and I kind of got mad at him, and I was like, "You know what? You better knock it off. I need some sleep. I'm tired. The baby's sick. I just want to get some sleep." And I went back. We didn't share rooms. I went back in my room and and tried to get some sleep. And he knocked on the door, and I said, "What do you want? Go away." And he knocked on the door again, and I opened it, just like you know, bossy me. Open the door. Like, what do you want? And he punched me in the face.
3: Oh wow
4: and I'm pregnant and I fall to my knees and I'm like, what just hit me? I didn't, I had no idea what just happened. And, um, I next day I woke up and my whole face was bloody or, or black and blue and, and I stayed. So now I had, I had my baby. My mom, my mom came to uh, to help with with my oldest baby because I didn't want to leave her alone with him because I didn't know what kind of care she would get. So my mom came and helped. And um,
3: now, is this your your dad's? What your no? This is out, my, is my Alaska mom. mom my okay, Alaska. Right.
4: Mom. Yeah. Okay. So she came to to help out and. Um, at that time, we still had we we still had kind of a clashing um relationship. We weren't that close or anything. And I was going through some pictures before i I went into labor. I was going through some pictures, and she was like, "Who is this?" And I told her who it was, and she dropped it on the floor and I was like, "Why did you do that?" And she goes, "You don't put her pictures in with my pictures." meaning my my uh, my mama, my stepmom, mom, mama. And I got so mad at her and I was I was like, "You know what?" are not allowed to treat me like this anymore i'm done i want you to sit down next to me on the couch and tell me who you are and why you're so mean what happened to you in your life that makes you this way and i finally knew her as a person who she is or who she was or what made her who she is at 35 years old i finally the time to sit down and ask her why she was so bitter and angry and she finally told me her story and there was no god in her story at all so now i understand why she was so mean you know she had a terrible childhood and it just made her an angry person so after that we kind of got a little closer because now i'm i know who she is and she knows who i am and we're not i'm not going to tolerate her nonsense anymore you know so so my my next daughter is born um the singer laney (laughs) k a little (laughs) promotion there (laughs) yeah (laughs) so she's born and all of my kids are so beautiful in their own way. She was like a little China doll. She was just so, so perfect. Just, I can't explain how, just how beautiful she was when she was born. And, um, he was in the room with me when she was born. Steve was, he wasn't there for Halen, but he was there for, for bug. And, um, my midwife said, "Do you want me to ask him to leave because he was just a, he was just being a terrorist in there?" And I was like, "No, I think if he stays maybe it'll teach him something. Maybe he'll maybe he'll grow up a little bit, you know, and realize that we love him and and maybe change him." But it just made him I think it just made him more angry. So a little time goes by. Now Lainey has pneumonia and I'm trying to care for her, her, her and Halen are two, 22 months apart. And, um, so I'm taking care of two babies and and now my, my newborn is sick with pneumonia. And, um, so I call mom and she comes up to help with my oldest daughter and, um, well, First of all, let me zoom back a little bit. I'm trying to find my Bible in my house. I can't find it anywhere. I'm looking for my Bible. I'm thinking he burned it, he hid it, he did whatever to it. I can't find it anywhere. And I just needed to read my Bible. So I go to sleep and I I have this dream. And it's the 46th Psalm. And I'm singing the 46th Psalm in my dream. And there are three men. One man is kind of taunting me, and the other two are just kind of watching me and looking at me and making sure everything is okay. And we're all singing in church, we're all singing the 46th Psalm. And in my dream, the man that's taunting me asked me if I would follow him. And so I was like, Yeah, I'm not afraid of you. I'll 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 walk with you. And the other two men get their coats on and they walk out the door in front of us. And so me and this other guy are walking along and he's taunting at me he's just like saying these mean things to me and these other two men are in front of me and they're looking back at me to make sure i'm okay i can just feel that they're looking they're keeping their eye on me and we're walking along and i looked down at the ground and it's just smooth tile these big huge pieces of tile and it's just smooth as glass and we're walking along and Now I'm stepping on little teeny tiny tiles. They're like one inch tiles. And now that's what the ground turned into. And I look back and now the guy that was walking with me fell on his belly. And he's reaching for me and trying to pull me back by my legs, almost he's doing this out of anger, trying to reach and pull me back. And I woke up. So when I woke up, my room was I have a little lamp by my bedside and and it it was just a little Christmas a green Christmas light and my whole room especially over the doorway was lit up green and I gasped and I said I said you're here God you're here and I get chills talking about it and he said he said I didn't hear him audibly but I did but I didn't but he said yes I am and I got up out of bed. And I went to my chair that I looked under a 100 times I put my hand under there and there was my Bible. And I ran back to my bedroom and I read the 46 Psalm over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm like, how did I know the song? How did I know the melody? How did I sing this song in my dream? It was amazing. Wow. It was so amazing. I can't I really can't it's like I could, like I dreamed it yesterday. So now my daughter's sick. I go to the hospital. We admit her. I'm there for a couple of days. My mom's taking care of my oldest baby. Now I'm getting sick while I'm in the hospital. I haven't showered. I'm exhausted. And my mom comes up to to help out so I can take a shower. And on my way to the shower, I'm looking at the floor. And there's big tiles, smooth tiles. And I get into the to the shower. And I look in the mirror. And behind me, in the reflection of the mirror, I see in the shower itself are little teeny tiny one inch white one inch square tiles. So God prepared me for that walk because I tell you what, I was afraid to leave my daughter. I was afraid to go, I was afraid of this. I was afraid of everything. And he reassured me that everything is gonna be okay. And I walked out of that shower, washed clean. I felt like a new person. It was (sighs) unbelievable. I I still can't believe that I dreamt of that to this day. It's just, amazing i got a visit from god himself it was like awesome you know it was just beautiful so get home my baby's better living my life with with my husband and things just start turning worse and worse and worse he's pointing his guns at me he's still physically abusive to me and I'm afraid he's going to do something bad to us so I I told him I'm moving out. He's welcome to stay, but I'm moving. So I moved in with a friend. I stayed with him for probably I don't know, 3 or 4 months and then I bought a trailer. And um of course, Steve moved back in with me. And I'm going to church i'm on the worship team um i had to sneak out and get baptized but i got baptized so i'm living my life for the lord and i'm excited and and everything is okay other than my marriage is just volatile and i remember one day i was looking out the window and This was after i was baptized and i just prayed that the lord would fill me with the holy spirit just fill me lord please just give me your spirit just you know i want more i want more i couldn't get enough and so he um i'm looking out the window and watching my husband walk back and forth in the yard and i just prayed lord please take him away just just take him away from me take him out of my life And. In the meantime i'm praying fill me with your spirit and the next thing you know i am laughing and crying and laughing and crying and just praying in the holy spirit and it was just amazing and that whole night i would wake up out of a dead sleep and just be praying and it was just wonderful i took the girls to the zoo i came home i found a note on my table that said if you leave your bo- your book of murder and destruction on the table again, you will come home and find a severed head on the coffee table. That was uh, I was it. I I had to leave. So, long story short, he ended up um, pushing me around. He went to jail, and we got we got divorced um, about six uh, a year later or so. The blessing that came out of that was. He didn't get visitation i got no child support i was taking care of my girls it was just me and my girls and we were living for the lord it was wonderful i took him to church with me while i was practicing worship team and um i was writing songs for the lord i, I wrote um one called when your love comes pouring down and um I always just wanted to write one song that would touch somebody's heart and so we're singing the song i wrote and there's 150 people singing it with hands in the air and <laughs> worshiping jesus who, the words that i put on paper because god gave me the words you know and it, it was just amazing so music's always been a uh, I I relate to music in worship, and he ta- he speaks to me through music. And I wrote a lot of songs, and we would sing them and play them at at church, and it was just wonderful. And I was really going forward, living for the Lord. It was just a beautiful thing. And and then I met husband number three, Bonnie's dad, and um. They say you marry what you know. And I married another abusive person. And we were married for 16 years, or for not 16 years, um, 15 years, 14 years. I got divorced like three years ago. How, how old is Bonnie? <laughs> we were married for 15 years. And uh, through that whole time, he had a couple of affairs, but he was more emotionally abusive narcissistic i could go into a lot of detail about it but i just it 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 even exhausts me just to talk about it today i got counseling and did a lot of um counseling on my own during covid he handed me divorce papers during COVID. i couldn't i i didn't work enough i didn't work hard enough long enough fast enough enough I, i i wasn't a man i couldn't hold up logs and while he chopped him and it was just a horrible so i prayed for a job and i got a job at the library it was like god smacked me right in the face with it boom here working at the library now 12 hours a week and now i'm there for um i'm getting almost full time but now i'm a, a. yeah i i love my job i i have my own branch and it was a god thing he put me in that he put me there in my little library and I love my people that come in and we had church yesterday in the library. It was awesome. It was beautiful. <laughs> oh so he moved in my life there. But um I've been I've been doing okay here. I've had one setback last year. I met somebody who I thought was going to be good to me and treat me nice. This was like a year after I got divorced. I was like, I want nothing to do with nobody. And my sister was like, you should just go out with this guy. He keeps calling you. So I did. And the only thing that we would do was go out and party. I'm not a partier. But I let my guard down. And I partied. Well, I got pulled over. Oh, and I went to jail for a night. This was last year. February eleventh, And I told God on the way there, Lord, I want this guy out of my life. He's no good for me. Whatever it takes, please get him away from me. Whatever it takes. I guess that's what it took.
3: Yeah, those whatever it takes prayers. he's,
4: He's gone. All of it's behind me. And I thank Jesus, I thank him for doing that because he answered my prayer. And the ironic thing is, is when I said, whatever it takes, I was right in front of the bowling alley, guess where I got pulled over on my way home, right? In front of the bowling alley. It's not coincidence. (laughs) No,
3: whatever it takes prayers, I, those I are so powerful, completely yeah. relate to that. I've prayed a lots of those too, And then also a little prayer of, okay, Lord can be still my heart for the whatever it takes, when it comes, you know?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. I tell you, I needed my heart to be still, I was just, I I, I was, I, I still can't believe it happened. But it did. So I, I, in the meantime, um, of all of this, I found bards. Well, I was going through COVID, and that's how I met this beautiful family was through the podcast and through the YouTube's, and I would never get on. and And then I finally one day said, oh, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on this chat in the podcast." <laughs> and I was like, "Hi, oh, I've never done this before in KitKat." Hi, <laughs> and she walked me all the way through. It was so beautiful, and 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 I I here I am and here you are and thank God that I'm part of this family and that you love me and I love you and and God is good and he's here and I surrender. I surrender God. I'm yours. Whatever it takes just use me and I thank him every day for washing me clean. He shed his blood. And he washed us all clean, those who want him. And I hope I taught my girls that.
3: Mm
5: -hmm. And
4: I always tell them, don't be me. Don't be me.
3: Be Jesus in me.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Seems like it's been a long while fro but when i look back at it it's um you know there, everything they say everything happens for a reason and i truly believe that it does cuz if i didn't go through what i went through i don't know if i would have I, I just love the way that i that he found me the way i found him i love i love that you know he uses this broken people. And I tried to fix Steve. I got to tell you, I loved him hard. I loved that man so hard, but he was so broken. And the love that I poured on him, he didn't know how to contain it. It just went through all of the breaks in his heart everywhere. My love spilled out of him. It didn't spill into him. It spilled out. And I I, I couldn't i couldn't pour enough love to him and i tried and i wanted it to work but it didn't and i just i don't know god heals but he um he ended up committing suicide wow just a few months ago i just found out in it breaks my heart. I wish somebody would have loved him.
3: Somebody did.
4: For sure. He just didn't know how to look back. And yeah. you know, I just, I feel that in my life, if if you don't um, if I don't have someone in my life from now till till I'm gone. That's okay, I'm, you know, if God puts someone in my life, I'm gonna make sure he's a man of God, that he loves God more than he would love me. And he puts God first, that God is his everything. He loves, he loves Jesus and he prays and he's thankful and he's... man of god otherwise i don't i don't want him i don't want him around i don't i i don't i don't want that god's enough he fills me he gives me what i need and he's he's what i need
3: sure is sister
4: he's the glory in my story (laughs) (laughs) yes I love you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you,
0: thank you. Deb, you have such thank a beautiful you. heart, and that's such a wonderful testimony. Thank you for sharing that.
3: If you all could see thank her you. right now, thank you. She's she's crying. Sure, <laughs> you probably got that, but she had when she said thank you, Jesus. She had her hand up. <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's i don't even know what to say i don't know what to say other than it was beautiful
4: i know when my mom died my mom passed away about five years ago and i made trips down to illinois to help take care of her and um i always told her about jesus and When she was uh, really weak, she told me that she loved Jesus and that she was going to be with him. So I pray that for her. Yeah. As much as I that hate that I have for her, as much as I just despise that woman, I love her. I love her mm-hmm. and I miss her and. I pray that she's with Jesus right now singing with the angels and worshiping him, singing hallelujah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's what Jesus love looks like. Yeah. Loving those that maybe even hurt us in the worst ways.
0: Yeah. It's unconditional. Yeah. doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, what you've gone through, the things Uh, you've done, none of it matters.
3: Thank you so much for being so open tonight i you know i keep saying this and it's so true week after week we see this happen that being vulnerable and opening yourself up like that is the bravest thing a person can do the bravest thing and so thank you,
4: thank you very thank
3: you. much thank you i know you've touched a lot of people here in chat i know that for certain yeah you're tested. there's been a lot of of love and comments coming your way but i know that this when it's shared is going to touch even more and i love that you just gave god the glory through the whole thing the glory in your story right yes. someone else made a comment that it it's like a literal jesus take the wheel song you're you're testimony you know yeah. speaking yeah. of songs I I post I had two two that came to my mind when you were talking and uh we're not able to pull them up quickly to, on the for the ending song like that but I did post them in telegram okay and one of them is um I will carry you by Ellie Holcomb and so I posted that in the Godcast and that's especially for you, I posted that pretty early on and when you were talking.
4: Oh, and, thank you.
3: And then uh, the other one is uh, Shane and Shane, you know, they do, they sing the Psalms. And so there's the Lord of hosts, Psalm 46. I posted that too in the telegram. <laughs> thank For you. anybody who is wondering about Psalm 46 and what that may sound like being sung, but I'm sure the way you heard it in your dream was amazing <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's amazing that's that's true it's beautiful
3: i relate to so much in your story a lot and i know you listen to mine so you know that you yeah. know and there's other other things too you know cuz you can't share everything you know that i relate to and um you're not alone.
4: <laughs> yeah, you know, being here and and, and meeting everybody, I you just kind of realize that um, that we're all broken, and God uses He uses broken people, and it, you're not alone. You know, I, I for so long I felt so alone. I didn't feel like I could talk to anybody because. You can see a bruise on the outside, but you can't see what goes on on the inside. And there was a time when my my last marriage, it just one real quick note. There was a time when I asked, I asked God, I said, "Please stop my heart. I I can't do this anymore. I'm exhausted. I'm t- I'm tired. I just I I just don't want to do it anymore." And he gave me life he gave me (laughs) breath and he brought me back and he made me better and i'm still getting better every day i get better and i pray in the morning with with our prayer group and we chat all day and we do stupid stuff and (laughs) and it's amazing and i love everybody and it's changed my life this this group of people that god brought to me changed my life and I just hope I, I'm a blessing like you're a blessing to me because you guys I don't know what even if you know the hole that you fill in my heart mm-hmm. every day you guys filled my brokenness you filled it and thank you
0: Oh, I really wish you could see all the outpowering of love here in live chat. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> well, I love here for you, Dad. <laughs> I think they love you as much as you love them. <laughs> I think so. It's mutual. Yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> good. <laughs>
3: Do you know? this isn't going to be the this you told us this is the first time you shared your testimony. This will not be the last time I'll tell you, because God is going to use this even more than what you can even imagine.
4: I hope so. Because I'm, I'm open. I'll go wherever he wants me to go. I'll I'll do. He's leading me. And I'm listening. And (laughs) I wasn't before. But I am now. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm all ears, all eyes, all heart. Take me. All of me. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Ron. Thanks, Deb. You guys are doing a wonderful thing here. And yeah, it's it's beautiful what, what you bring to so many people's lives. It's church. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it really your encouragement. Is. It, it is. Yep. It's so amazing grace. Yeah. It's so beautiful.
3: I love that you kept him the center of everything that you talked about, even through all the junk and yeah. That right there is a lesson for all of us. <laughs>
4: Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody.
3: Well, we, you know, we do this for encouragement of each other and healing, but we also have a purpose in sharing the good news and the gospel and salvation. Yeah. So.
4: And I hope somebody is listening to it, driving in their... Pickup truck, and they say that Salvation Army.
0: Yes. Hey, <laughs> before we do, will you read that poem?
3: Yeah, I will. I pulled it up. Ron asked me to pull up the fo- footprints poem, so I'm going to read this real quick. Footprints in the sand. <clears throat> One night, I dreamed a dream. And as I was walking along the beach with my Lord across the sky flashed scenes from my life for each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one belonging to my Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I look back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that at many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. <laughs> this really troubled me, so I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why when I needed you the most, you would leave me. He whispered, my precious child, I love you. And I will never leave you never, ever during your trials and testings. When you saw the only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: We'll share that on our telegram too.
4: Never alone. You're never alone, you know? No. He's always with you.
0: Thanks for reading that. You know, I haven't heard yeah, that in, in many, many, many years.
3: Thank
5: you. It's
0: good to hear.
3: It's
0: a good a reminder. It's a great reminder.
3: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay, our call lines are open if there's anyone here in the live chat and uh, that hasn't uh, ever been saved, born again. Uh, please call in, and Mary and I will pray with you. And I'd like to read Romans 10, 9 through 10, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Beautiful testimony tonight. That's a great example of, of no matter where you've been or what you've done, you're never too far gone. And he will meet you wherever you're at, even in a pickup truck going down the road. He will meet you wherever you're at. That need just, that, that need just has to come from you. You show the need for him, and he will be there for you. If I can, it's been a little while, so I would like to read our prayer of surrender. And we have this posted on our Telegram page. It's one of the pinned messages. And if you're looking for the words, these are some great ones. Just repeat them after me. Dear God, I come before you today with a humble heart and surrender my life to you. I believe that Jesus Christ was born free of sin, died on the cross as a payment for my own sin and rose three days later. I believe in your gift of salvation and eternal life because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. God, today I repent and turn from my old way of life. Today I ask for new life through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for forgiving me and making me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for everyone who's listening. We greatly appreciate your love and support, your encouragement. Uh, Sincerely, it keeps us going. as we look back on the last year that we done, it's it's hard to imagine some of these podcasters doing three, four, five shows a day, uh, doing once a week full. It feels like a full time job to me. I don't know how you feel, yes. Mary, but
3: it definitely does. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, you know we,
3: but it's good.
0: Yeah, we d- we do a little bit of work um, Monday through or Saturday through Thursday. Uh, not a whole lot, but we do a little work, but. And it's just it's just on the mind all week and uh it feels like a full-time job but at the time it's over <laughs> I know. but uh i've said it a million times you know uh we've been called to do this work greatest privilege of my life hardest thing i've ever done and thank you jesus for everything <laughs> i have That's no right. regrets
3: <laughs> i don't either a year wow uh,
0: but again we've got a couple good weeks coming up and then we're we're available. So insert your name here to come and give your testimony here on the Godcast. Contact us, myself, Mary, you can find us on Telegram. You can email us at this unofficial godcast at gmail.com. Please, if you haven't been on yet and you're a longtime listener, you know who I'm talking to. You're in our live chat right now. You've been listening since week one, and you haven't come on and given your testimony. Mary, can you bully yeah. some more people?
3: Oh, yeah, they're in my sights.
0: <laughs> Mary's watching you. And you
3: know who you are.
0: <laughs> Don't you dare text who. You know who. I am talking about you, and you know it. <laughs> and we love you guys. Oh. And Deb's really shared the love tonight, and uh, we can match that sentiment. Definitely, Mary and myself. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. We yeah. appreciate you guys. What's next, Mary? You got Let's that? A, hey, get the prayer jar. Yes, that so was. I ready? was just gonna it's remind right you. Here. You're on it already. I'm Mary, all remembered. in. Well, said prayer jar. <laughs> She's reminding <laughs> you too. I need it. We don't want her forget.
3: Like, Shot collar or something like.
0: <laughs> uh, the prayer jar. These are names of people that we are praying for salvation. So if you have anybody in your life that you love that does not know him, please share us that name. We're gonna put that name in the jar. We're gonna pray every Friday. Yes, that's how that works.
3: And I decided I'm going to pray about that
5: first. That way I don't forget. Excellent. Yes, That's a good idea, Lord.
3: <laughs> so we're all ready. Let's let's lift all this up to the Lord this whole night. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for everything. Thank you for all these names on these little pieces of paper in this jar. And we lift every single name that we're going to read here in a second up to you. And we, we just plead the blood of salvation over every single person. And every single person that's on these pieces of paper, Lord, are connected to somebody who wanted their name in this jar. And so we pray for them, too. We pray for opportunity for them or for anyone, actually, for a connection to be made in a in the perfect time, Lord, for their salvation, where they'll be able to hear it with open ears and see it with open eyes. So, Lord, we lift up Leah, Jay, Ariana,
5: Sean, Patrick, Kathy, Taylor, Blake, James, Chris, Sarah, Ron, and Kathy,
3: Gregory, Caleb, and Mary. And, Lord, we also want to pray for Connie. And Connie's family, she was in the jar this week and she passed and that was a friend of a uh, dog mom. And we lift up her family to you and we pray peace over them. And everything that they're dealing with right now, but I also want to just lift up dog mom to you right now and you know her name. I know her name just lift her up. She's a friend who's hurting right now, and she misses her friend. Give her the peace and the reassurance, Lord, that you have held all things in your hand concerning this. And that what a great privilege it was to be able to know Connie, that That her friend just cared enough and loved her enough to to want her salvation. So, Lord, we don't know what happened in those last breaths. But, Holy Spirit, I just ask that you come upon Dog Mom right now and just give her that reassurance and confidence that you hold all things together. And you're going to hold her together, too. And give her some awesome memories of their friendship to dwell on. And in the coming days that she will have support around her as well. A lot of times our friends feel like our family. And in that same family, I'd like to lift up um, Truth Patriot has a friend at work. He's called his work mom, and she had hip surgery today. And so this is dog mom's husband, Truth Patriot. And we lift him up too, and we thank you lord that you have given this relationship to him at work with this person that he's able to look at at um as a a mom figure in his life and so and with that comes guidance and and so we just pray um just the fruits of the spirit upon all of you know their relationship lord but we want we would ask for healing For her today for the surgery, and that she would just recuperate just beyond even what they even would expect, and that miracles would happen. And we'll be confident in that, Lord, because you are the God of miracles. You're a way maker. (laughs) And we also want to lift up Matt and Hev, and especially Hev and her health tonight. And uh What she's got going on lord you know what that situation is and so we lift her up right now and we pray healing over her in the name of jesus christ everything in her body that would just work according to how it was created to work and that she would receive relief from pain physically in her mind and in her soul all of those things lord that she would just feel your presence right now even in this very moment, that she would feel that. And I pray for their marriage to even be more strengthened through this challenge. I pray for their relationship with you, together with you, all all of you, together in that relationship, that it would be strengthened through this. And give, have confidence to know that you
5: also hold all things together for her, too.
3: And lord i want to lift up deb and everything that she shared here today lord i just thank you and i praise you that you are the glory in her story and that holy spirit you just really showed off tonight (laughs) through her story and lord just hold her even more than she already knows she just knows you're with her but lord i pray for even just an abundance of your presence upon her even that would even surprise her in this very moment that she would just feel lord bring her more dreams bring her more of your presence bring her more manifestations of your of your power and glory but mostly love that she would know that she is loved beyond measure She's loved beyond measure. She's loved a lot here on earth, Lord, but she is loved beyond measure that the heavens are just, I just imagine that they are just, they are whooping it up tonight. Just, just amazed at
5: at you, Lord, that you shine through her.
3: And uh, even in those spots, like later on, even tonight or tomorrow or through the weekend when she reflects on what she shared today, Lord, guard her and uh, just a hedge of protection around her heart and her mind, that she will just be confident and she will rest assured that whatever she shared tonight was meant to be shared and that had a purpose. For nothing that comes from you, Lord, is void. It's not gonna fall to the ground. It has a purpose. And so we pray for that purpose and it will be held by the Lord. And I pray even for her heart. If, if, if you have another relationship that you're working on in her, in her life, somewhere down the line, Lord, we pray for that man. And we pray that, that his relationship with you would be so strong and that he would have to seek, you know, him you'd have to seek you lord to find her so thank you lord for the relationship that you have with him and with deb and with all these you know the women in our our chat i just kind of have a little bit of a a heart pull tonight for for them lord that we're strong warriors of women You know, we're strong women warriors of of you, Lord. and But sometimes we do need a little extra hug and a little extra care. And so I pray that around all the women here tonight. And Deplorable Dog Mom, too, and my friend Becky. And I mean, I could just go on, Lord. There's everybody. (laughs) You hold everybody together, Lord. Thank you. And if, if Deb, if you have it in your will that she's to be just with you for her life, she's got it. (laughs) Yes, Lord. Your will. Give her joy in it all. Okay. I think that's it lord i might have forgotten some things but you know we lift up anything that's said and unsaid to you right now and also oh, i also want to thank for our visitor tonight jeff s and his wife are in the in the chat tonight and um it's kind of rare we've been able to see them so we just praise you and we thank you for what you're doing in their life too in jesus name amen
0: amen <sighs> okay I think one of my favorite parts about your testimony, Deb, is that you're able to look back and see how He was with you the whole time, and I love the hindsight. And I had that in my testimony too. And you look back, and you know all these things happening, and you, and you think you're alone. And the footprints was beautiful, Mary. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank I just you, Mary. I just love that. Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> That's where you feel that Lord warmth so and that good. love. That's when you do this. <laughs> yeah. like, and for those that yes, are, those do. who can't see what I'm doing, I'm just like patting my chest, like I feel you right here, Lord. Thank you, thank you for being here. <laughs>
3: she's she's done that a lot through this story, yeah, the story yeah. she shared tonight. So, um, there's just some people you know and you're knower that they know mm-hmm. the Lord, <laughs> yeah. and that's you. So.
0: <laughs> Thank you again I'm deb. Glad I
4: know. <laughs>
0: we're so <laughs> yeah. happy you're able to join us tonight deb thank you so much for being here we love you so much
4: thank you i love you guys too thank you so much <sighs> Okay.
0: all right well uh we're getting real close wow pod me and i shut us off a couple of minutes so we got just enough time to say goodbye and play a song Uh, Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next week, 7 p.m. Eastern time right here on Podbean. And my dearest friends, let us not forget we are here for one reason, one reason only, and that is to spread the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So please find that person you love that does not know him and share your testimony. Do it today. Tell them about Jesus.
3: We'll say goodbyes in in the Zoom too, yes. So night guys love all of you
6: trying to void inside so many questions asking how asking why i might I think not we'll get have through the song. all the answers <laughs> but i've tasted and i've seen there's a better path for jesus there's no going bad for me i'm gonna live the way he says to live do what he says to do you can choose whatever road you choose but i'm gonna love the way he says to love trust the way he says to trust this world alone will never be enough so i'm gonna walk with jesus i'm gonna walk i'm gonna walk i'm gonna walk with jesus i'm gonna walk with jesus he's in the leading that's why i follow where he goes he's in restoring all the lost and broken souls he keeps moving rich in mercy he meets us where we are no matter where you go no such thing has gone too far i'm gonna live the way he says to live do what he says to do you can't choose what But I'm gonna love the way he says to love Trust the way he says to trust This world alone will never be enough So I'm gonna walk with Jesus I'm gonna walk I'm gonna walk I'm gonna walk with Jesus I'm gonna walk with Jesus I'm gonna walk Don't go with me, I'm gonna walk, I'm done walk. Though none go with me, still I will follow. Though none go with me, I'm gonna walk, I'm done walk. Though none go with me. Jesus I'm going to walk with Jesus I'm going to walk I'm going to walk with Jesus I'm going to walk with Jesus I'm going to walk I'm going to walk with Jesus I'm going to walk with Jesus
0: All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: Thank you. Good night.
5: Good night. Love y'all.